We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on. Uh, Another great guest tonight. Super excited about about this. I always love having players on the show just uh just because I think it gives us a gauge as fans into like the the other side of football that we don't see. <laughs> but uh Tyson Lee, defensive end from West, Western Michigan University. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh thanks for having me. You know, it's a blessing to be on here, uh talk ball and just uh like you said, just to give the fans that uh that that look inside of uh, the D1 players, you know, a little life or what's going on behind the scenes. So, thank grateful to be on the show. Always, always. And and we have a, a connection with a good friend of mine, and I know a good friend of yours, Kevin Lawson, who, who mm-hmm. him and I are diehard Detroit sports fans. I've had him on the show too, talking about Western Michigan and everything. And, uh, and we actually, he was actually on the show right before the NFL draft, and we were both sitting there saying how Sky Moore was going to go to the Kansas City Chiefs, and it was going to be scary with him on the Chiefs, and that's oh, what yeah. happened. But it's <laughs> he's going to be a problem there. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Sky's going to fit perfectly there. I mean, he's a hard worker. Just brings his lunch pail and, and, his, and his work hat to work and just gets going. He's going he's gonna, he's gonna to thrive in that system for sure. I couldn't agree more with you. But let, uh, let's uh, go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh, uh, man, so story of Tyson Lee. Uh, you know, I'm from South Indiana, um, Western, but the first school to offer me. I was only a two-star. And I just fell in love with the program just off the bat. Um, they believed in me. First team to believe in me. That showed love. And um, I, I, just, I just have to I just have to commit to it, you know. The, the coaching staff was perfect for me, especially Coach Espo. He showed so much love and so much uh, just connection. And it was just, it was like love is first sight, you know, at this school. So I, it was perfect for me. That's awesome. And, and- – Kalamazoo is a great place to be too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I love Kalamazoo. Like the downtown, it's perfect. There's always something going on downtown. Like they had this little uh, vintage little zoo thing going on where they bring all type of thrifters and vendors out to to sell their little vintage little jerseys or clothes or any type of thing. And it it's always something to do down there. And I just love the atmosphere of it. You know, it's a uh, it's it's not too much. But it's just enough that, you know what I'm saying, appease the college, you know, a college uh, person. Absolutely. I, and I actually, I went to a college on the west side of the state of Michigan myself. I went to Grand Valley State. So mm-hmm. I know the western side of Michigan really well from from my times there. But you're, you're obviously from Indiana, from South Bend, Indiana. So, I mean, you're, you come from a state that's obviously a basketball state. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's what's I'm sure you probably played basketball. I have to imagine, but what's football like in Indiana? Uh, football, uh, I mean, you got so many different different things. Like where I'm from, South Bend, I'll probably say football is almost like secondary. 
of me and B being in high school because, like you said, like Indiana being a basketball state, like we just had two guys get drafted in the first round, uh, Jay Nivey and Blake Wesley. Mm-hmm. And um, we just – we produced a lot of basketball players. Uh, we also produced some some football players like Garrett Dieter, uh, Dave Perkins, uh, people like that right there. But uh, it's really like secondary. So I was usually – uh, football guy, but anytime I played basketball, I was always the big man because I was the strongest on the court. <laughs> Even if I'm six two or six three, I'm going against centers that are like six seven and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, you got that defensive head body, so that's gonna. <laughs> the, the, oh, it's gonna help a little bit, yeah, for absolutely. sure. For sure, that's gonna help a little bit. Sometimes you just can't, you can't do nothing when they just all rebound you or rebound over right, and stuff right, like that. Right, <laughs> exactly. I mean. Obviously, you you're from South Bend, Indiana. You play there. You're growing up there. I mean, you're in the shadows of Notre Dame University. Like how how is it growing up in South Bend and playing in South Bend? Um, you know, the football side of it, it, it was cool because you had, like I said, I had some guys that I looked up to um, that were very close to making or did make it, and um, I wanted to be one of those guys, and I wanted to break that mold of. Stop it only being basketball. I wanted to be one of those guys that were going to be the first. Um, I had another guy, a colleague, uh, Ira Armstead. He got offered to Virginia. And um, I wanted to I wanted to do better. I wanted to be at that level. I wanted to be B1. I wanted to uh, get that type of love that he got from the city of being one of those guys, those rare guys that, you know, took a different path. And it can. Uh, I grew up, I was blessed to be able to grow up very, very well in my household, my family. Um, it's not like that with all firms in South Bend, but I was able to just get the right resources I needed to become the player I am today in South Bend. And uh, a lot of people don't have those resources in there. It can be kind of rough, but um, once you just have a good foundation, a good you know stability in the, in the place where you live and the place where you stay, it can be very grateful, very helpful in the future. Absolutely, and that, that that's a blessing to be able to have that. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Well. You kind of already talked about this a little bit, but I mean, you chose Western Michigan, um, the first school that offered you. I mean, so why why did you fall in love with that? Man, it was just it was just them just reaching out, just showing how much they were committed to me as a player. I know some people think that's just how the process is of just you know college football today is you know they show you so much glamour and stuff, but I truly felt like that was just the family love they were showing me. I truly felt like they cared about me as more just a person than a football player. And they were just talking to me a lot about, you know, my character, what I would bring to the team and my leadership I bring to the team. Um, I truly believed they really wanted like a, like a culture change. And I feel like I was the person to be able to come in and bring it to bring in and help that culture change of hard work and dedication and stuff like that. And that's important. Like as a former coach myself, I can, I can speak to you that there, there's a lot of, and I'm sure you've witnessed this too as a play, as a player and as a high school recruit that there's a lot of fake stuff out, a lot of fake coaches or personas out there, and to to, mm-hmm. to find that what you found is it is, I mean that, that's exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So. That I, I'm glad to hear that you're able to find that, and I mean you've you've already spoke about your defensive coordinator and how much you how much you enjoy him and like being around him. But I mean, what's your opinion of him? Um, 
obviously I, I'm sure his aspirations have to be to be a head coach one day. Um, what do you, what do you think of that process? Uh, you know, I, you know, I truly do, you know, have some, some love for Coach Espo because, like I said, he was the one that personally handpicked me to get offered. And uh, he's always been on me to be to get the best out of me because he sees that I can truly be a good addition to the defense sometime soon or any time because of my time. But um, I just truly have some love for him. He's, he's just a great guy, very energetic, and he knows what he's talking about right now. You know, I'll hope I will hope he doesn't leave me anytime soon. You know, to go get a head coaching job. But I understand it's all it's all it's about this family. You know, and it's a business at the end of the day. Right. College football is a business, and you see how you know the, the head coaching carousel is in, in college football right now. You know, it's crazy. You know, mm-hmm. one opening can open up, and it can be his dream spot that he's been looking for forever, and he can go take it. You know, and I won't knock him for it, but I truly hope you know he stays all my years. I'm here. And then, you know, when I'm gone, he can he can head out whenever he needs to. And, and we saw just how much of a business college football is today. And it's yeah. and just the craziness that went on today. But that's a whole nother thing. But, <laughs> I mean, to, to be able to find a coach that you trust like that is, is the key, like, from a player perspective. I can speak to that, too, as a former player. But it's, I mean, that, that that's everything. Yeah, it is. It truly is. You got to be able to to trust. There's got to be that trust from the player and coach, and and that working relationship together. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, you, how much uh, how much playing time do you expect to get this year? I mean, I know it's you, you obviously got to work for everything, but mm-hmm. uh, you guys got you guys got a good amount back uh, on the defensive side of the ball, but you do lose um, your star defensive end. So what do you, what are you thinking when it comes to that? Um, you know, when I, I, we have these conversations with our coaches all the time and stuff like that, specifically our position coaches. But uh, I feel like this upcoming season, I should be able to see the field a little bit, um, special teams wise and possibly the field wise, whenever coach needs me, because we run a rotation and uh, I feel like I I have to trust with coach that you know he's gonna put me in when he feels like I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And I have, and I think he has to trust in me that when I get in, I'll be able to make the play. So I feel like I should be able to get a good amount of playing time, but I'll wait my turn like everybody else. And whenever that time comes, I'll be nipped at the bit for it, and I'll take advantage of it. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I, I love to hear you say special teams as well, because I, I feel like there's so many guys that just kind of like shrug that off and just they they don't want to play at that for that unit. And it's just like, it's such an important part of the game. I mean, it is. It's, it's a game changer for sure. Like you know, and we talk about this all the time. Like the the biggest thing that got Dwayne Eskridge in the league was you know he was a great receiver, but he also did a lot of special teams work, right. and he was great at it. You know, and I'm not gonna say I'm gonna be just as like just as good as Dwayne Eskridge, but I want to be able to be an addition to the team and be able to put forth as much effort and much blood, sweat, and tears to be able to get a win. You know, if that's black, blocking my guy in front of me or trying to block a punt or recovering down on a kick return you know, or kickoff, you know, it just it can be anything. So it, it's really important to the game. And it's really important for the scout report to the mm-hmm. next level as well. Absolutely, 100%. Um, th- this, this next question kind of goes along with the, the last one. <laughs> I, can, can, I mean, you guys got Andre Carter... Marshawn Nealon, yourself, a bunch of other guys too. I mean, you have to replace Ali Fayed's production. I mean, 
how, how do you think you guys are going to be able to do that? You guys averaged, I think as a team, I saw just over three sacks a game. I mean, that's really impressive. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I feel like Coach Espo is going to be able to put us in spots that, you know, will make us um, get out to the ball and get some position and make plays, you know. And we got to, like, like you said, we bring back a lot of guys, D-Jack, Deshaun Bustle, you know. Those guys are going to be locking down, you know what I'm saying, anybody they could be put in front of them. So it's going to give us a lot of time to get to the quarterback. And I feel like Marshawn and Dre are going to have huge seasons, you know, because don't get me wrong, Ali was a great player, but these guys are just, are just as great, or maybe better, mm-hmm. you know. I feel like they can really have great breakout years uh, from them just getting experience from Ali and Ralph Holly and guys like that. And I feel like, um, like I said, whenever the time comes, I'm going to take advantage of it because I've been able to study a lot of guys in front of me, like Dre and Marshawn and Ali and a lot of guys that came through here. And I feel like I was able to really get down the techniques and add it to my own. Uh, arsenal as well absolutely whenever you get an opportunity to learn from some really good players in front of you that i mean you just have to absorb it i mean that's you you got a great opportunity there and then Mm -hmm. like you keep saying i mean when it's your time that's when you when you shine and you just put it forward sure for sure the more i look at this defense the more i get excited about it. i think this defense could be one of the best in the in the program's history uh, what do you and the group need to do to achieve that? Uh, I truly feel like, like, like we talked about in the beginning, this Michigan State game is going to be huge for us. Uh, I feel like, you know, our corners going to do what they need to do against Jay Reed. I feel mm-hmm. like they're going to, you know what I'm saying, do the best they can. And I, like I said, it's going to be a statement game for the rest of the year. Um, I truly believe that, you know, our 11 guys are better than their 11 guys and, it just comes down to who wants it more. And I feel like we want it more, you know. Uh, it's different without talking with the pads on, you know, without the pads on. But I feel like it's going to be a very good outing for our defense. Uh, because, like you said, we're bringing back a lot of guys. Corbin Moment, Zaire, Zaire Barnes, Bryson Gardner, Leno Ware. Like we're, we're bringing back a lot of guys. And they're very experienced and they're hungry. They're hungry to show guys that, you know, they can do the same things that the last year's defense did or the stars they, that did. So, and, and I think you guys proved, I mean, you obviously proved last year that you can go into a tough environment and win on the road. I mean, you guys won mm-hmm. at Pittsburgh last year. I mean, that's one of the biggest wins in school history. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you can go to East Lansing and potentially do the same thing. I mean, that that's, uh, it, it, it wouldn't blow, it wouldn't shock me or blow my mind at all if you guys win that game. I mean, I, I think the persona or in the rest of the college football world might be surprised. But, I, I I mean, with what you guys bring back on the defensive side and what you guys have offensively, the weapons that you have, I mean, I think the sky's the limit. Oh, for sure. I, I, and, you know, it's everybody, you know, wants to blow us over, like, you know, we're, we're push off and stuff like that. But, like like you said, I truly believe it's going to be it's gonna be a good football game, you know, because it's a game of inches and, it's all about just who wants it more. And I feel like we're going to go into that game more and more. So we just got to see. I, I agree. I'm, I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I mean, obviously, the probably the biggest hole on you guys' roster or team this year is losing Caleb Elby at quarterback. Um, you obviously got some new guys trying to fill in that spot. I mean, what what's that looking like, do you think? 
Um, and we got we got about three guys right now that's all getting good. I think first team good reps. Like I don't think we got a starting quarterback right now. Uh, you know, I'm on the defensive side, so it's kind of hard for me to look over there. Right, um, right. <laughs> but you know, we seen we seen everybody uh, come in there uh, in our quarterback depth chart right now. Like we seen Jack Good in there. Like in the Pittsburgh game, he did very well. We've seen Marion get in a little bit, get some running in there. Uh, so we just about to see when camp really rolls around. Uh, I got I got all my faith in all those guys. You know, they seem like they know what they're doing. I talk to them here and there, and they they have great egos and great integrity of the game. And they just you know what I'm saying, they just gonna come out there and just do what they need to do. One one thing I always find really interesting in football is like how the offense and defense are kind of separate. I mean, obviously you're all a team, but like mm-hmm. the, like the defense, you guys do your thing. The offense, they do their thing. I mean, obviously you guys got to come together to, to be a great team, but oh, yeah. I, I always think it's just really, really interesting to see like that aspect and just kind of like how different the two sides are. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause like it's, that was probably the biggest, not the biggest thing, but one of the things that was different for me in high school was, you know, usually the not the, I don't want to say my, I'm a, I was a star player, but you know I was a pretty good player in high school, so I was playing on both sides of the ball, and right. you know the offensive plays and the defensive plays. But when I get here, you know, barely rarely see the offense doing things. You know what I'm saying? Because you're locked in the, the defense. You know, you only get a certain amount of reps, so you can't be dozing off of looking over what the receivers are doing, one on ones, or what type of run scheme they're doing. You know, you got to be locked in on what your scheme is, and you know what the opponent. He's doing this week, so you know what to do if you get in. Right. I, I, like I said, I've always thought that that's really, really interesting just because I come from a basketball background. And in basketball, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to be – you have to do both. I mean, there, there's no – you got to play offense. You, you can't play – you don't need to play defense. I mean, you got to do everything. So it, it's always interesting to me to, to look at the football side of it and just kind of see that and just kind of see, like, how – how different it is. And I mean, like you said, in high school, you play, you play both ways. You play offense, you play defense, you play special teams. And obviously in college, you're not going to do that. You have to be, uh, a, you have to be a really, really special talent to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But I, you talked a little bit about the bowl victory and how special that was for you guys. I mean, I, I selfishly love that you guys got to go play at Ford field where my <laughs> beloved Detroit lions play. And, uh, what are your thoughts on the effect of that bowl victory? Mm-hmm. Just to say something like that was a beautiful feel. Like I love oh, it. I love it. <laughs> it was it was nice. It was nice. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But uh, it just it was uh, it, it was a great win. You know, getting winning the bowl game. You know, what I'm saying because we haven't won in a little while, and uh, it was a bittersweet because that's where they had the next championship at, and that's how that's where we felt we should have been weeks ago mm-hmm. you know and um it's just that that reminder of yeah it was nice to get that bowl but we want something bigger not trying to diminish that bowl or nothing because we were grateful to win it you know we loved the bowl ring with it but we had something bigger in mind we want that next championship we wanted something that we've been deserved we've been needed you mm-hmm. know um so that was really just the goal in mind uh, after that you know just keeping that in mind that we're going to be back here we're going to be back here. We're going to have more of our fans there because they packed – Western packed it out in there. Like, you didn't hear no Nevada fans. It was packed <laughs> out just straight, straight Western, straight Michigan, you know. But um, we're going to be back there for something bigger. We're going to be back there for the back championship. That was, that's our aspiration. That's our goal. We're going for four. 
and um, it, it, it was a good feeling, but we wanted something bigger, though. Absolutely, and and you guys play in the MAC West division, which besides the SEC West last year was the only t- division in college football to send all of the teams to a bowl game. So I mean, mm-hmm. week in week out, you guys were playing a tough team, and and I think nationally the MAC doesn't get the recognition it deserves. I mean. I think people talk about MAC offenses a lot. I mean, for good reason with the amount of points that are scored. But I mean, there's some really, really good football teams in the MAC. It is. It is. People, people want to kind of you know poop on the MAC because you know sometimes we might have some low lights. There might be a little funny things here and there. But like we've actually got great good ball players. Like you see, Westerns producing great offensive players, great defensive players. You know, Ralph Holly's in the USFL. Um, you got Sky Moore on the Chiefs. You there's got a, wi- the there's a wide receiver. You got, you got so year. many guys. Mike Caliendo on the Chiefs. Like you got a lot of guys that are producing and doing very well right now. Uh, mm-hmm. AJ Thomas on the Bears. Like I can keep going on and on. Like, got a lot of great guys. And I mean, in my opinion, I mean, it's not a case of fact, but Western produces, you know, most the most NFL players. I believe I have to go double check, but he produced a lot of NFL guys. So. Uh, Mac is—it's a good program, you know. It's—it's it's a great conference, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, the wide receiver talent that you guys have produced in the past ten or fifteen years—you I mean, you start with—you start with Greg Jennings, and you can just go down the line. I mean, just really, really talented guys. I mean, they're not just regular. They're just not like. And this is a terrible way to put it. They're not like average NFL players. I mean, every NFL player is extremely gifted. So that's a terrible yeah. way. That's a terrible way to put it, but. Yeah. Like, these are guys who are legitimately doing things in the NFL. Oh, yeah, they're definitely producing. Like, Greg Jennings, great, great football player. I think Super Bowl winner, right? Yes, yep. Yeah, Super Bowl winner. Corey Davis just got a huge payday. Yep. Great receiver. <laughs> Dwayne Espers hasn't been able to see the field as much because he's had some linear injuries, but I know he's going to do great in the NFL. And then Scott Moore, I feel like, you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on my boy, but I feel like he's going to get a ring in the next year or two. So I agree. he's going to be producing very well as well. I think Sky and I like I don't want to put a ton of pressure on him like you just said, but I think Sky could be the best one. I mean, I mean mm-hmm. he can fly. <laughs> oh yeah, oh for sure. Like I remember seeing people on Twitter someone like, yeah he he he's, he's, he might be good, but he might not. Tyree Hill's speed. I was like, huh? Eh? He, he he can fly. He, he, he can move. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Like sometimes I'll I'll peek over there just to see Sky run some routes and. He, he was very fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't expect anybody to be Tyreek Hill level of speed, but, I mean, he is not far off. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who Who is, getting back to you, I mean, who's the best offensive lineman you have faced, whether it be high school, college, I mean, whoever it may be? Oh, best, best. Or, or maybe a guy I'll that you go against say. in practice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie, this might be, I mean, we haven't really – did much yet, but I feel like I feel like Dylan Deathbridge is probably the best tackle I've gone against uh, right now. Uh, or maybe French. French was very good. He was, he, and he was a very established veteran. Like he had a counter for everything, and, and he was just able to just do it so effort, effortlessly too. Like. And that, I mean, I'm only just a freshman, but me seeing them go against Ali as well, like they had some of the best battles in practice ever. And he was just so clean and effortless with it too. Like he was just a machine. 
and and that's what you want from from your uh, from your left tackles. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, you you, you get, that's probably the most unsung position in football, especially when the quarterback when that's his blind side. So I mean, that's that's a it's a big deal. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, because. So you got no left tackle and your quarterback getting hit. He's gonna be frantic and he's gonna be frantic back there. He's gonna be second guessing on what's going on behind him. It's, it, it can be it can be it can be a difference for sure. It can be a de- definitely a game changer. Absolutely. And speaking of game changers, who uh, besides yourself do you expect to have a breakout year for your team this year? Ooh. So there's probably a handful of guys, but still. Oh yeah, I can I can name up a lot. But if I just had to say one, ah. Uh, uh, you know what? Actually, I don't think I can say one. I don't know. They might get mad. Then uh, you can I'm go gonna, ahead and name I'm a couple. I'm like a wider, not too wide, but a wider. I'm gonna say I feel like the defensive line is gonna have a huge breakout this year. Um, I feel like the combination of Marshawn Nealon, Andre Carter, and Braden Fisk is just gonna be ridiculous. Um, I feel like. Brayden Fist is going to have just a tremendous year on top of Marshawn and on top of the jury. So I just, I feel like our whole defensive line is going to really do a lot of great things this year. And for your sake, I hope so too. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of your defensive line, I mean, you guys are really, really deep at defensive tackle. When I, when I look at you guys' roster, I feel like there's a five or six man rotation and it just, Mm. Is is this the deepest that you've that you've seen it? I mean, I know you're, you're I know you're a freshman, but still, I mean, it, it's a yeah. deep group. Oh yeah, we got guys that can just come in and just they all have their own skill set and their own like little ways to get you know what I'm saying beat a man, but they all are just very very good and very solid vets that know how to get know how to get in positions and know how to just be able to shut a block a different way or their own way. And I feel like that's going to be a huge advantage because if we're going to be able to have fresh interior guys, they're not just going to be able to just get ran over, you know, because they're tired mm-hmm. or, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So I feel like we're going to have a great rotation with those guys, especially that's going to help, especially with Braden Fisk uh, on the third down situations. You know, he doesn't have to be in there 100% of the time on first and second down because I feel like he's really going to double up his sack total this year for sure. Right, and it's going to help like when you guys play – Northern Illinois or Central Michigan, where they want to run the ball a lot, and you guys mm-hmm. have multiple guys to throw at them. You guys, you guys had some uh, injury issues in the secondary um, with a couple guys coming back. How, how do you think their uh, injury status for like cornerback uh, Dorian Jackson and safety Deshaun Bushels? How, how do you feel they're looking health wise? Uh, you know they're they're doing the training like they need to do. Uh, you know I believe they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna be pretty good by the time uh, season goes around. You know they're taking their training very seriously. They have a very good medical staff and they're taking the time with them, making sure that you know their bodies are getting up to date and they're not getting rushed back into things and stuff like that. And uh, just gradually getting one percent healthier and better each day. Uh, so I feel like they're gonna be pretty good by the season, pretty healthy. Good to hear. I know that you don't get to see the offensive side of the ball as much, but uh, like we kind of talked about the wide receiver position at, at Western, like is Corey, Corey Crooms that next guy? <laughs> Corey Crooms, 
I'm stamping it. Um, write it down. You can at me. All that Corey Clubs will be that guy next year. He, um, he probably going if he come, if he wants to get out, come out this year. He will probably be his first round, second round pick for sure. Like he's he, a, he's, he's a dog. He's, he's a, a dog. talented dude. Oh yeah, he's a dude. He he is for sure a dude. Uh, like I said, you can stamp it, write it down, all that. Put it in your notes. He's he's gonna be that guy this year. I I agree with you. I I just had to ask it because just because that's <laughs> that's it's like that that position just means a lot at Western just because of that history mm-hmm. that you guys have had it's just been amazing. But mm-hmm. I got two more questions for you before we before we end this. Uh, uh, for like I kind of told you, I'm a I'm big on traveling to all the different stadiums, and that's my goal. So what are your thoughts thoughts on uh, on where you guys play in Waldo Stadium. I really like Waldo. When it's, you know, when you got Central coming to town or Ball State in the town, you know it's going to get packed because those are kind of our little rivalries, you want to say, quote mm-hmm. unquote. But, you know, when they come into town, it, it's always packed out, you know. Everybody comes out and shows out and shows their support. And, you know, they always just come out cheering for their Broncos. And it, it can get loud in there for sure. It can get very loud. I really hope for this Pittsburgh game that uh, they really come out and show off for us for sure because I know Pittsburgh is going to come out with a vengeance and I know they're going to try to, you know, hit us in the mouth early. Mm-hmm. But uh, if we just come out there and we just play our ball and then the fans get into it for sure, I feel like we're going to win that game, you know, just like how San Jose trying to come in here, you know, Cali boys trying to get their little surfing up and stuff like that, <laughs> trying to pull up in, uh, in Waldo. We showed them. Our fans got into it. They were saying our fans really got helped us in the game and got us juiced up because I think we had what six sacks, seven sacks that game. It was it was it was a great performance. You, speaking of San Jose State, you got to be looking forward to uh, that game to head out just to head out to California in general, but to get an opportunity to play in that environment too. Oh, for sure, for sure, that's going to be awesome. That'll be uh, that'd be a nice experience for me for sure. And uh, just to get that weather, that sun on you. I feel like I feel like yeah, the sun just feels different on you in different states. You know, when you're right. in the Midwest for so long, you go to those sunny states, it just sun just feels different on you. It it really does. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to that Pittsburgh game too. I plan on being there for that one. I, I'm really really excited for the opportunity that you guys have in front of you there. Like you said, I mean they're going to come at you. I mean just because of what happened last year, but mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, it's a, just a it's a great opportunity for you guys. Oh, for sure. And what are some of the favorite stadiums you've you've played in, just in general? Oh, this will always be my favorite stadium, even if it kills me to say it because I'm not a fan of their team. But um, the best stadium I played in was probably the Cowboys, the Cowboys Stadium, uh, Jerry World. I played there for uh, USA football in high school, and when I tell you that was probably like the, the that was. I don't want to disrespect the Detroit Lions, but like that was probably the best turf I've been on. Uh, I can ever. only imagine. It looks like a palace. <laughs> <laughs> like that was like it was AC, like all through the stadium. Like you can feel it on the field. Like it was, it was beautiful. Uh, the jumbotron, it was, it was beautiful. So that was probably that's probably the best stadium I've ever played I, in for sure. I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gotta. I guess I got one more for you. I mean, you're from South Bend, and mm-hmm. I'm a huge Detroit Pistons fan. So, I mean, Jaden Ivey 
going to the Detroit Pistons uh, is something I'm extremely excited about. Him and Kate Cunningham is going to be ridiculous. But, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. but I mean, you got to be excited too because that's one one of your boys from your hometown. Oh yeah, it's, you know it's it's always good to see guys like that uh, make it out because uh, you know those are the, those are the guys that were hard working. You know, just stick to football. Let me stick to basketball and just you know what I'm saying just it's always stay on the court. We're always gym rats. And um, I feel like him and K is going to be a great one two punch. You know, you got K Cunningham going to be your your uh, play initiator. Mm-hmm. Jane can come off the screens. He can play off ball very well. Backdoor, he can do all that. He can stand a dunker spot. He's, you know, I don't want, like I said, I don't want to put too much pressure on my boy, but I feel like he can, he can be like a John Moranis type of guy, but with a jump shot. That's exactly I like who him. I compare him to. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's so explosive. Like he he's gonna be huge. And don't steal my guy Blake Leslie. You know, out there mm-hmm. in San Antonio. That's true. You know, he's yep. a little far away, but I feel like. With San Antonio kind of going through a rebuild right now, it's going to give him a lot of opportunities to play, and I feel like he's going to he's going to take those take that take those minutes and really go go crazy with it. I uh, agree he's with just that. that type of guy. That that's a good point too. I mean, I agree with that. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go off of that one, man. I really appreciate you coming on, jumping on, talking about just yourself, talking about Western Michigan football, and I'm super super excited to catch you guys later in the year. Awesome. I can't wait. When you come to the Pittsburgh game, I'm going to need a pitcher. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, as always, I thank my fans for tuning in and listening. Everybody uh, everybody from Western Michigan, uh, Bronco fans listening to this one, thank you guys so much. Uh, again, thank you to all my loyal listeners who, who tune in weekly. Uh, again, have a good night. God bless. Appreciate y'all.